You're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano entrepreneurs who seek knowledge, purpose, and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy. Our lineup of guests, friends, and mentors candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. We do all of this in less than 30 minutes. Let's get started. Hi guys, you're listening to Hello Francis. I'm your host, Chantel Dedicke. And I have a really interesting guest today. I think you guys are gonna love him, Shane Reynolds. And our agency's worked with Shane. He's a photographer and a videographer, or a videographer first. Mostly uh, video production. Mostly video, yeah. okay. Yeah. And does beautiful, beautiful work. And I want you to introduce yourself, Shane, because I feel like I won't do justice. Um, I feel like I'm supposed to say hello, Francis, but that's not your name. I'm not Francis, no, that's my <laughs> grandma. You can, people do that, but we know you're a telemarketer when you do that. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so what's the question? What are we starting so, with? So, okay, let's start with, walk us through who you are, and then maybe a little bit about your show, The Color Earth. My name is Shane Reynolds. I am a uh, kind of a turnkey video producer. Okay. Uh, I own a production company called Color Earth and, uh, you know, basically shoot things around the world, Mm -hmm. um, edit here uh, locally in Destin. And, uh, I mean, my best friend kind of asked me one time, like, how would you describe yourself? And Mm -hmm. and that was the first time I thought about that. But I guess I'm just a creative person that's always looking forward to something to look forward to. Okay, I like that. So. <laughs> we, we, our, our audience is just full of curious creatives. Yeah. People, which to me is a little bit redundant because mm-hmm. um, some people will say, oh, I don't have a creative bone in my body, but really everyone is just innately curious. And I think creativity kind of comes from that curiosity. So yeah. every human being has some sort of creativity in them. Yeah. In my mind though, videographers, especially now, we're seeing so much more video. It's like the number one piece of content all of our clients want it. Well, they all want it. They don't necessarily, not everybody wants to pay for it. Right, right. <laughs> but but right. they all want it and... And they need it. And they need it because, I mean, it's just blowing up kind of everywhere. Yeah. But for me, videographers are like uber creatives. But just be, my, I think that's because I don't have that type of vision. Well, from a, you know, from a creative standpoint, making videos isn't just shooting with the camera. It's, right. you know... Um, if, if you're turnkey, mm-hmm. you know, you're shooting, you're editing, you're writing, you're pre-production, you're doing, you know, you're lighting sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if these days I'm more or less trying to stick to more contractors that are specialized in their field because it, it, it kind of enables me to get more creative and fewer and mm-hmm. wear fewer hats. Okay. Um, but, it, you know, like you said, that all depends on the budget that's available. So, yeah. you know, when it comes to being a videographer, you really kind of need to be a writer. You need to be an editor. You need right. to be uh, multiple things to, to be successful at it. How do you feel? Okay, so everyone has a, um, a camera on their phone now. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. I can take video right now. It's not Shane Reynolds good, but I can, you know, make something. How do you feel like technology has changed, like, the power of video? Obviously, it's more accessible, but what have you seen as, like, major shifts, major changes? Um, I guess, you know, creatively speaking, the, a lot of people talk about, oh, you know, iPhones are putting you out of business, you know, whatever. But not uh, really, right? But no, not, not not any more than like a, you know, everyone knows how to write, but that doesn't yeah. make everybody a writer. Right. So it's, 
how to use the the technology to your advantage. It definitely mm-hmm. makes people like me, it makes our lives easier mm-hmm. in a lot of respects. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it pushes us to be more creative mm-hmm. because a lot of things just kind of, you know, we go through trends where, you know, everybody's shooting with a gimbal now and stabilized footage. So let's do something, you know, a little more raw or let's, mm-hmm. you know, we try to stay away from what everything is looking like. So when people see it, they kind of go, oh, that looks different, even though it look just like that you know right. 10 years ago uh but we just have nicer cameras to make it look a little a little more crisp so it's there's a lot going on there mm-hmm. you know yeah i mean i see instagram ads all the time on this is the latest equipment you need this for your phone it's almost like they're trying to turn phones into better pieces of equipment yeah. of equipment mm-hmm. uh which is really interesting but i can guarantee you like bang for your buck I, you would probably much rather have a Shane Reynolds video than a Chantel Dedeke video. I think there is something to be said for no matter what the equipment is or what the accessibility is, that vision is such a very critical piece of the uh, creativity picture. And um, not everyone has that talent. I find it super interesting. Well, I mean, it's not easy kind of going into an environment that, you know, we specialize in in the outdoors and exploration Mm -hmm. and uh you know we've done a lot of studio work Mm -hmm. um but my specialty is is travel adventure you know Mm -hmm. streamlining to to be mobile Uh, a lot of times uh we're in a situation where you know let's just let's just throw people into the swamp for example Uh, shoot with them for a day and see what happens. Mm -hmm. So in order to do that, obviously, you know, the elements need to come together Mm -hmm. um, You and you need to build a story in your head. Mm -hmm. So like it's one thing if you're there with your iPhone and just like everything's pretty and you're just shooting things, but if you're not thinking forward to the edit, Mm -hmm. you know, how am I going to put this together as a story Mm -hmm. and inspire other people to watch it and to get something out of it? Mm -hmm. What what kind of other angles am I going to need to get? Have I, do I have all the elements I need in order to tell that story. Well, and video really is the one piece of content I think that can make people feel something. Yeah, and we're we're very, you know, visual creatures mm-hmm. and we, you know, insist on, you know, a lot of stimulus these days. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think video kind of checks all those boxes for the most part, you know, I don't, yeah. it's, it's hard to hold your attention with, you know, with one of those elements you really need something visual and you know something pick the right track of music behind it you Mm -hmm. gotta you gotta say the right things in the right way you can't you know like you're gonna have to do for me you're gonna have to edit out all the ums and ahs so it's (laughs) i haven't really heard any so i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) it's it's gotta be it's gotta be short enough to where you don't you know lose attention but but long enough to where it really gets the message across Right. And like you mentioned, a lot of the projects you work on are outdoor focused Mm -hmm. and adventure focused. And so what are some of the cool things you've worked on recently? Uh, We did a couple of seasons on uh, Caribbean Pirate Treasure. Oh, that's uh, cool. With uh, Philippe and Ashlyn Cousteau for Travel Channel. Okay. And I was kind of the the specialty cam. I was the underwater Mm -hmm. uh, cinematographer for that one. But I was also shooting drone. I was shooting... Everybody wants drone, B-roll stock. I know. Yeah, and and, and it was... uh, and that's the thing, like nowadays it's getting to where you got to travel with so many elements that all the cameras are smaller, but you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing a lot more specialty cam stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's these little action cameras or underwater cameras or drones or, you know, the right fit for the right moment to mm-hmm. get these more interesting angles to fill in the story. 
there's more people starting to get into that, but it's rare that you find someone that's master certified to dive and, and a underwater cinematographer and also FAA certified to fly drone. And Okay, that would seem you know, rather like, specific. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. There's, there's all kinds of different uh, certifications and different just different ways to create content these days. So, yeah. you know, I'm trying to, obviously, since my mission is to streamline adventure production, mm-hmm. then I want to be able to, to tell someone, hey, if, if, if you need... If you only have one seat on the plane on this crew, then I can bring you this, 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 and this. That's super valuable. Yeah, yeah. Such a value statement, I think. Yeah. And you live in a, I mean, we live in a very beautiful area for you to be able to capture it. I I follow you on Instagram. I follow you on Facebook. I'm a big fan of your wife. Nice. Yeah, she's awesome. I'm interviewing her, and I think tomorrow, actually. Nice. So um, we've worked with her several times, and I just feel like she's the pinnacle for me in this area in a lot of ways. My my closest friends will have told me, literally, they'd say, look, Shane, your your video work is pretty good, but your wife's photos are better. Yeah, no, well, okay, I won't say that, because (laughs) it's kind of a situation, when I'm with you, you'll be my favorite, but when I'm with her, she'll be better. I get it. I I really love her vision and her passion, and I just feel like it's unparalleled. I will not make your episode about her, but I just wanted to say I'm a big fan. And there is something to be said for having a partner that's creative also. Like, I've seen you guys work together. It's so uh, collaborative, and it kind of heightens the vision a little bit. You both bring different elements to the table. Yeah, well, making making this show anyway about her is is just the same as making it about me because, you know, I'm really, really lucky in that respect Mm -hmm. that we get to work together so often. Mm -hmm. Um, She is basically the photographer version of me. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I'm not specialized in shooting photos, so a Mm -hmm. lot of times... You know, we come as a, together as a package. You know, she's a, a dive master. She's really, you know, set up and, and talented uh, shooting underwater. She's mm-hmm. really talented on land. She's extremely technical and, and creative at the same time. So it's, yeah. and the fact that we travel so well together and mm-hmm. that we work so well together, it, it makes for a really easy team effort. You know, we yeah. she went with me for a, a project we did with the Cousteaus in in Saudi Arabia last year Mm. you know so it's again Mm -hmm. if you only have two seats on the plane (laughs) yeah just a little (laughs) bit put put my wife on (laughs) it you need one more ticket and then we've got because that's the other thing everybody not every you know everyone almost everyone we work with these Mm -hmm. days they need to brand the content so they need photos yes every bit as much as they need the video yes because we we want to release just some images to tease the fo- the videos or we want to do that right. you know so it, it's almost always they may not be able to afford both elements but yeah. they'll they're always at least asking it's so worth it though i think and we will get an ask a lot like okay well we really just want to spend the money on a video we'll just take still images from the video to me, it's nowhere yeah. near the quality of, no, of something that someone like Ramona can produce. I, you know, I'm a big fan of your family. I, I said I loved your wife a lot, and I almost am kicking myself for accidentally calling you a photographer, but I think it allowed us to explain that yeah. you're definitely a, yeah, yeah. a videographer first. But one of your recent projects that I loved was the Bourbon Archaeology uh, project yeah. that you guys, I think you guys worked on that together. Yeah, we did. Um, and I'm from that area of Kentucky, mm-hmm. and yeah. I was telling my husband, my husband is a creative too, uh, he brews beer and he has like an insane palate and comes yeah. with, up with all of this stuff. He's a different kind of creative. I'm like, why are they not telling kids who grew up in Kentucky that they can be a bourbon archaeologist? I just feel like yeah. that's, yeah. I probably would have done that instead. What a cool project. Yeah, and that's the beauty of, of what we do and, and doing it in a way that, it, you know, as freelancers. Mm-hmm. And it's not only being able to go and experience these 
different things in different places, but mm-hmm. it's meeting all these really interesting people with mm-hmm. interesting stories and, and telling those stories in a collaborative way. We just, you know, it, it's always something different. So, mm-hmm. you know, and then I, I, so I'll spend a few days out in the field just kind of shooting all day and getting dirty and killing myself myself physically and then come back into the office and then I'm just sitting in the at the edit suite for a few days or mm-hmm. maybe a week or two you know and kind of working the the mind muscle so it's yeah. it's a good balance you know I wish it was a little more even split yeah, you know, or maybe a, a little of, bit more on the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. quote-unquote fun side. Yeah, a lot yeah. of it is, you know, what I can shoot in, in two days Some will sometimes take two weeks to edit. So yeah. it's... Um, I think that's with most creative jobs, though, don't you think? It's like people really... The, the glory is only seen in what people consider to be the sexy part of your job. So yeah. everybody wants to be a Nat Geo photographer. Yeah. But what they don't realize is being in the field is such a sm- in comparison is such a smaller portion yeah. in the amount of editing time yeah. that goes through and a lot of those photographers and videographers are writers as well yeah. and so they are tasked with being just beautiful wordsmiths also yeah. which takes up so much time right and, and I just think it you know wanting to be something maybe sometimes doesn't necessarily mean that you understand the full scope of what's involved right no not yeah. at all So do you feel like, it's not even a question of whether people need um, video in their marketing, it's like a yes you do. If someone is listening, maybe they have a new business, they want to start developing some brand stories, I mean, what's the first step, really? I think it, I I will say, for you, so you don't have to say it, Mm -hmm. that investing in video is like number one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, I'd almost say... uh, social media is is equal to that um Mm -hmm. obviously you got to get some kind of buzz going and you have to get to a point where you're realistically in a position to 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 afford Mm -hmm. you know the right kind of video production right content production we'll call it i mean it's it's definitely more often called content now yeah everything's content so uh because we can incorporate all of it into different things whether it's 360 video or if it's just some interactive thing using the photos or Mm -hmm. you know there's just a million ways we can we can package it but it's it's hard to say because one person will tell you just look what's trending and kind of follow that i know and then it's tough and then the next person will say look what's trending and and do the opposite i'm more in that camp (laughs) you know and who's to say what's going to work i guess it depends on what the message you're trying to get out there why not do both yeah and test it and see what i mean not everyone has time for that i mean i i think that sometimes that's why you work with ex you know experts that in their field because you pay them to test or whatever but are you parks and rec fan they're yeah. just like, why not both? Yeah. Just do course. it all. Yeah. Like all of it. Um, <laughs> try. See what works for you. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, Zig Ziglar says when everybody else zigs, you zag. Right. There's a little bit there, there as well. Right. But content, like the, the lifespan of content now is so quick. Yeah. I mean, you can spend weeks or sometimes even months on a project and it will either take a long time for it to ramp up or it'll be dead right. really quickly. Right. And so I know that there is that kind of balance. But I think, honestly, it's just being willing to create something every day. Yeah. And I think it's, it's seeing where, there's, where something's missing. You know, oh, yeah. Um, That's true. It, it, you know, for example, I mean, I can, I can tell a lot of times in my social media, different platforms, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm going to post something, if it's going to work or not. A lot of times right. it's just, okay, I got to keep, keep a presence, so here's this. Mm-hmm. You know, but certain things I'm like, okay, I think this is going to gain a little bit of traction. And then 
you know, I think the biggest success I've had, uh, let's say on my YouTube channel, okay. for example, which is uh, Shane O'Goes is the name of the channel. And before I went down to El Salvador for the first time, I realized when I was doing research, I literally could not find a video, an article, anything on, on how beautiful the place was. Everything and that I found. And when was that? This was probably six or seven years ago, I want to wow. say. Because I've been there probably six or seven times now. Right. We go back there every year, but... The, the first year, it was everything I found on it was negative. It was about the murder rate. It was about gangs. It was about corruption. It was poverty. Mm-hmm. There was nothing positive about it. Mm-hmm. But if you looked at the images of the place, I mean, it's still a pretty place. It's down in the tropics and yeah, you know Central America. So and the surf is really good there. So you know, I contacted the the government down there, the tourism development, and. Uh, just said, you know, showed them my work and said, I want to just come down there. I want to get a, pr- a more beautiful side of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they're probably like we do too. Yeah, yeah. And so they, mm-hmm. they kind of hosted us to go down there and do a little surf trip with some friends and, you know, showed us around the country and, and we surfed some of the most amazing waves, had the greatest time. <laughs> like to this day, it had to have been probably the best surf trip I've ever been on. And we shot so much amazing content and I put together, you know, over the years, I've put together probably, you know, 10, 15 different El Salvador videos and all in, you know, in this attempt to show the, the beautiful side. Mm-hmm. So and, you're like the tourism bureau. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and there's one video in particular on the channel, on my YouTube channel, has close to 200,000 views on it. Wow. it, it it's close to 2 million views on the Puchica uh, Facebook page and it continues to go like I, I posted this thing probably three or four years ago it still just it just con- gains you know, constantly yeah. gets comments and you yeah. know because people still are just like oh thank you so much for showing you know the beautiful side of my country so all that to say looking around at different destinations mm-hmm. just saying okay what's the what's everyone saying about this destination maybe I can find something different to to tell about it. Do you feel connected to maybe some of the tourism success that they have experienced because you basically I took, I mean, do you, I would say that's a probably more of a, ch- a link than you realize, but do you feel connected to that? I, I feel connected to the country. I feel, okay. I have friends down there and I, you know, they're appreciative to a point in which, you know, we, we did a video just to, for a Kickstarter down there in one of the little towns called Ozante to, so the kids could get a skate park in their town and not, mm-hmm. and stop skating in the highway and, and on the ravaged roads in their town. That's amazing. And to keep them out of trouble. And they actually succeeded in getting the funding and built this really cool skate park right on the beach. And now they're skating all day and there's fewer people out surfing, which is good for me. And, you know, <laughs> it's like, like so it, whether it's on this larger scale of trying to promote tourism or just kind of mm-hmm. helping a, a, a little community, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, I definitely feel connected there and I feel like mm-hmm. it's a happy place for me. Yeah. You know, I don't know how much I particularly have to do with change there, but I yeah. like to think that you know, at least I'm not hurting things. Something impactful. <laughs> no, I think that's a really good way to look at it. Yeah. What I love about what you're saying is that people shouldn't wait for someone else to create something that's missing. Yeah. If they have the ability and are interested, and I think that that can be dialed back to the communities in which we live, and is really a good message for young people because I've heard 
every, okay, my husband's in the Air Force, so we've lived in so many small communities because mm-hmm. he flew the, the C-130. So right. small towns, big skies, yeah. that's kind of our thing. And everywhere that we lived, young people were saying, oh, there's nothing to do here, you know, whatever. But you really can have an impact on how where you live is viewed or some destination or some place that you feel passionate about, like the way other people view it. And you can show the positivity of that place and not just be a person who complains about what they live, but really like bringing to life this beautiful picture about where you grew up. Oh, yeah. Look, I we hear every day. I live here in Destin. Yeah. Every day I hear people saying, you know, oh, it's just Destin's just jump the shark. It's, you know. It, jump the shark. That's a fun one. <laughs> yeah. It's just basically, <laughs> you know. We're Doesn't over, that blow your mind? We're overrun and it's just a, it's just a, an eyesore circus now. And, yeah. and I understand where they're coming from. A hundred percent. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you look down at, at uh, let's say the, the Harbor Walk, mm-hmm. you know, and I can't, I'm not going to sit and complain about it because I go there more now. Mm-hmm. than I ever did when it was just a just a fat Tuesdays and and some old docks you know yeah. of course I have a daughter now and that's why I go down there but right it you know I utilize it more mm-hmm. way more now you know despite what it did to the the traffic or whatever I mean everything sure. has a has a byproduct but it, it, I'm gonna choose to just take advantage of the things we have rather than complain about it because really there's not anything I'm going to say that's going to make them go, oh, let's, well, let's go, closing this let's go up tear now. the Emerald Grand down because <laughs> right. people don't like it. Well, um, I've lived in a lot of places and the traffic here does not seem that bad to me. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. wait in some, in some times, but like I remember like learning to drive in Houston and New Orleans and honestly... This is not that bad. There's back roads. Go to go to Atlanta. Go to LA, and then yeah. And, and then people come here traffic. to uh, vacation, and yeah. so when you live in a vacation spot like that, like this, I think it's easy to take for granted the natural beauty that comes. That you're just you're just yeah. driving by yeah. it every day. Yeah. You know, I think taking stock and maybe even being being willing to be a part of creating something that kind of highlights yeah. the beauty of your area. It's funny though. Right. I'll, I will say I, I hate the beach. I'm not a fan of the But you're like an outdoor videographer. Unpack that for me, please. I love the ocean. Oh, okay. I love the Gulf. And and the beach is always just in the way, you know? Oh my gosh. I will say that we do have the most beautiful beach I've ever seen. Oh, that's that's pretty big coming from you because you've seen a lot of beaches. There's better coastlines. You still hate them. There's better coastlines, there's better surf, but as far as the beach itself, Mm -hmm. there is there I've never seen a whiter, nicer beach. My mom would agree with that. She's from Hawaii, and she's yeah. she lives here now. Yeah, and she says our beaches are like amazing. Yeah, and the water is so beautiful here. Yeah, it's it incredible. I can I was a little bit shocked to hear you say that. I I but thank you for unpacking. Yeah, that. everybody everybody gets surprised. Like I hate the beach, and they go what? Like, why do you, why do you live where you live? I, say, I love the water. Like the beach is very it. sandy, and you know <laughs> it's a it's a hassle. Yes. I don't like to lay out on the beach. And it gets in everything. There's just yeah. no way to get away I don't, from it. There's, there's not much for me to do on the beach. There's a million things for me to do in the water. Interesting. So. What do you say to people who ask, are there sharks in your water? I say yes. Yeah, there's we hope. There's plenty of right? sharks. Yes. yes. Sharks are, um, my background is in sustainable tourism. Yeah. If you have sharks, you have healthy water. Yeah. Like, sharks Sharks are a good sign. They are a great sign of a healthy ecosystem. Of course. And, I'm and glad we were able to say that. Yes, and I, I, you know, I've grown up fishing here, and mm-hmm. I, you know, and I have a lot of fishermen friends, and and God bless them, and I, 
you know, I mm -hmm. know I understand where they're coming from. A lot of them around here can't stand sharks mm -hmm. because they can be a nuisance and they can steal your catch on the way up. And, you know, and I've been there and I, yeah. I hate it too. Dolphins do that too, though. Yeah. You don't yeah. hear people say they hate dolphins, but. Right. Yeah. True. True. Yes. Like everyone, all locals love dolphins until they're following your boat. Yeah. You know, on your fishing trip. So, um. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Because they will just eat your bait. Yeah. They just don't even care. Yeah. My, my son calls dolphins assholes of the sea. Yeah. They're like the squirrels, but they're so cute. Yeah, but then, but you say that until one saves you from True. drowning or something. I don't know. I, I've they're never very... heard of anyone doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, I was watching something on Netflix the other day, and it was like, you're more likely to be killed by a cow than you are a shark in America. Yeah, that's so, true. That's totally true. safe, healthy waters have sharks. In and we're and Florida is the capital of shark attacks only because we have gee, I don't know more than a thousand miles of coastline, yeah. and almost all of it is populated with people swimming in Sheer it. Sheer numbers with warm waters and like I, I mean when you really look at the numbers, it's yeah staggeringly low. Mm -hmm. it, it's just not something you have to worry about. Well, I like talking about biodiversity. I'm glad we fit that in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well I mean, we Ramona and I, it's one of our favorite things to shoot. She is, like, I've seen her photos of her swimming with sharks with, by the way, I'm not there. Like, I love sharks. I'm a big fan of them. I don't want people to hurt them, but I'm not a swimmer with sharks. I, it creates a general fear for me. Mm -hmm. But she, um, your all's photos of, like, shark swimming with sharks and, like, doing all of that and hearing her talk about the trip. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, cool. It's it's kind of an addiction now. Really? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it mm. becomes one. All it takes is a couple of dives with them, and you realize how it's it's just really exciting to see them in their own environment. Yeah. It's, it's a lot less stressful than you would think because you're in their environment as well. It's mm -hmm. not like you're kicking around just swimming and you don't know what's underneath you. You're you're down below and you have your you know you're locked with eye contact and just mm -hmm. kind of watching what they're doing and you kind of you can kind of see them. You almost speak with each other. You know, really? like it's almost like a they're checking you out and you're checking them out and you can see it's just curiosity and it's not, you know, That's anything. That's so cool though. Yeah. I would not have ever thought that swimming with sharks could be an addiction. I yeah. personally loved Ghirardelli dark chocolate squares, not really lining that all right, up right. together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But so that's really cool. So what is next for you? Can you tell us anything that's next? Uh, I don't know how fresh yeah, yeah, like yeah. video production it is because a lot of the times you're working on things before the masses get to see it. Right. Um, well, I, we're excited. We're doing, uh, Ramona and I are teaching a, uh, a workshop on the Carpe Novo, which is part of the Carpe Diem fleet in uh the Maldives in May. Okay, she invited me to that, by the way. So yeah, so we're, you should. You, you don't you need me there. It's <laughs> gonna be. It's gonna be epic. And so we're kind of getting prepped for all that, which is so cool. You know, and that's kind of part of our five-year plan is to, mm -hmm. you know, hopefully soon we'll be able to just kind of sustain a little bit more on just teaching and mm -hmm. and going traveling to teach mm -hmm. and continuing with production in that mm -hmm. sense because I mean. It, 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 producing abroad is not work for us. It's, you know, my mom gave us a little bit of money and said, we want, I want you to go travel this year and not bring your cameras, just do something for you. And it's like, but that's what we do for us. You know, we yeah. bring our camera, like we'd see something beautiful and be like, Oh, I haven't, you know, it's be hard to, it, as soon as you dive with, without your cameras, when the whale shark's going to come right up to your face. And, and then you just can't live with and, that. And, yeah. And you're just like, wow. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I can see that. I can see where she's kind of like you need a break from work because you both work so hard. Yeah. But also knowing that if you were to pass up on a moment that could have produced something yeah. 
that impacts and inspires thousands, if not millions of people, that yeah. would be kind of heartbreaking as it, well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You really you really want to share that kind of stuff. And then a lot of people kind of say you got to put the camera down sometimes, just live in the moment. That's how we do live in the moment. You know, mm. it's it's easy for us to kind of look through that and or, or put the camera down for a second, take it in. The real buzz for us is when someone else kind of comes in and says, oh, I'm, I, I booked my ticket. I'm going. I couldn't take it anymore. I saw mm. what, you, the, what you did over and, you know, here and there. And so that kind of thing is uh you know we've got a few people that signed on just to, we were anxious to work with you in the Maldives and like that's like wow it's, that's so cool that is so cool that that you know we're going with people that want to hang out with us and like because every time I travel a, a lot of times there, there's staple friends that I travel with and then mm-hmm. you know at least a few times a year I like to go on a trip with somebody that I haven't traveled with and mm-hmm. and it just it creates a at my age that's really one of the only ways you can solidify new friendships <laughs> you know it's it's a really bonding kind of thing that's so cool so i'm gonna ask you one more last question before we wrap up because i just the more you 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 talk through things the more curious i am yeah. about what you've done but your top three favorite places to shoot top three favorite places to shoot all time like all ever time. i tell you what i i would say every you know, everybody asks me like your favorite country or your favorite place to shoot and, mm-hmm. and everything kind of depends on, on the mood and the, you know, what you're getting out of it. I would say that like Egypt is probably pound for pound the, mm. the best country I've been to. And that also has to do with what we did there, which was just a, like a two month expedition, like 2000 miles into the Sahara and then to so the nice. Red Sea and you know, in Cleopatra's palace and before they excavated it and sandboarding in the middle of the, you know, scuba diving in the middle of the desert. That is Um, super cool. It's, it's, it is one of the most, it checks every box, history, culture, adventure, beauty. Mm -hmm. There's nothing it doesn't have. So that would probably be the pinnacle Mm -hmm. for me. And I know you can do that in other countries. There's a lot of other countries I still need to see before Mm -hmm. that final judgment is made. But, uh, you know, there, and, I'll say it's, I'd have to say shooting around here is, is one of my top three because it's, you know, it's always changing because it's, uh, you know, one of the biggest projects that I'm actually finishing up right now is uh, a historical documentary on the Emerald Coast. Oh, wow. Which is a full length documentary. It took me like eight years. That's incredible. To finish it. And it's, and I, it has been just kind of a passion project that I can only do in my free time when, and there's not much of that going around. So you've only had... In the last eight years, enough free time. <laughs> like that says a lot about how much you've been working too. Well, I it think. also was me figuring out how to do a documentary. And there's a lot Fair. of ways I, you know, did it wrong mm-hmm. and learned a lot along the way. And I could have probably done it in half the, the amount of time. But I'm happy that it took as long as it did because the technology is advanced. I've, I was mm-hmm. able to incorporate more things like the drone shots. And I've found more old archaic footage of Destin in the past and like just a lot of footage that's never been seen before. Very cool. And uh, so we're hoping to have a premiere soon here, maybe even in February, if I can get something set at like Suds and Cinema or at the auditorium in Fort Mm -hmm. Walton so we can bring all these people that were involved and and invite the community as a whole to come see this thing because it's really definitive. Like it's really covers almost I'm excited about that. Oh my gosh. and, And then we'll probably sell it and you know as a whole and in pieces on my vimeo page Mm -hmm. so that's a huge project and it's a huge one that i'm really glad to kind of be finalized with (laughs) at this point i don't think i'll ever do a full-length documentary again (laughs) but i'm really happy that we did this one because you know i've 
I was born in Pensacola, raised in Fort Walton, then I live in Destin. You know, mm -hmm. the only other place I've ever lived is Nashville. So, oh wow, it's uh, you know, this is kind of my area. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm Excellent. I'm hoping one day to live somewhere where there's surf every day. So, yeah, <laughs> I know. I think I see when it when the surf gets like good enough around here. I think I see you and Gnarly Harley out there. Oh yeah, like on your social channels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gnarly's right next door. He's so cool. I own some of his yeah. artwork. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pom like a school of pompano that yeah. I bought for my husband for our anniversary. Yeah, he He's was so talented. He was in the Maldives with me last last uh, August, and there's a really cool video that I did of him mm -hmm. and his art in the Maldives from last year. So that one's on the on the page as well. So it's That's that crazy. one I'm pretty proud of. Well, I'm feeling very inspired creatively after our conversation, and I think our listeners will. How can they follow you? Like, where are all the places to see your work and um, I I try to post something every day on uh, on the Instagram handle, which is at Color Earth Pro. Mm -hmm. um, try to put up something weekly on the YouTube page, which is which is uh, Shano Goes. Mm -hmm. um, my company website is uh, ColorEarth.tv, um, and I'm currently trying to update all of that. <laughs> so I mean, I'm happy with all of it there, but it's it's very dated at this point so I'm in yeah. the I'm in the middle of trying to update all my demo reels and mm. and the website and all that kind of stuff but um yeah and I'm on Facebook at Color Earth yeah that's pretty much the best way to to find me well thanks for talking to us today I learned a lot about this area about maybe some things that I want to try and awesome. some cool kind of projects and I love your perspective and so thank you so much for your time. I had fun. Yeah, thank me too. You. Thank you. So um, if you guys will like, comment, share, subscribe if you already haven't done so. We're excited to hear if you have any questions for Shane in the comments. You can also email us, hello at francisroy.com. Until next time.